When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate a friend for their promotion baby wedding life thing. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially if it's a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2023 where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving said couch. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinza. Welcome to the Decibel Geek Podcast. I'm Aaron Camaro. That's Chris Sinzak, and we got to hurry. Yeah. We got a lot to get to today, man. Like, what is this going to be like? Oh, well over two hours? This is a long and girthy episode. I like it when the Decibel Geek Podcast is described as long and girthy. Yeah, I can get used to it. A little veiny. Oh, veiny. No. Yeah. Yeah, we'll stick with long and girthy. All right. What we're doing today, I mean, we came off a big week last week. We got a lot of huge response to the Stevie Rochelle albums unleashed on what comes around goes around by tough. Um, that was a lot of fun, man. Yeah. I, I like it when we have a guest that obviously does their homework and knows what we're doing or what we're trying to accomplish ahead yeah. of time because Stevie totally did. He came in. We barely had to do anything. No, he had great stories. Um, he pretty much epitomized what we do with uh, Albums Unleashed. Like, had great songwriting details, details yeah. about the era, behind-the-scenes stuff, how the band formed. It was... It basically for every all the whole bullet point checklist of stuff we look for in these episodes, he hit them all. Right. If we had questions written down, we'd just be crossing them off as he talked without asking. Yeah, any he, of them. he gave us a lot, and, and, so and cool. we're definitely going to have him back on the show. Right. Because I mean, we got stories about you know what it takes to to get up and follow your dreams. We yeah. got stories about the business side of music back in the day. We got Good stories about the Sunset Strip. <laughs> And we got some life lessons in there, yeah. too, you know? Good stuff from Stevie Rochelle. I can't wait to have it back on the show again. Yeah. That was awesome, man. I love that album. Yeah, it was uh, it was really cool. And I and had a number of people, you know, say, wow, I'm I'm now a tough fan after listening to this. Fantastic. <laughs> See, that's the idea right there. That's what it's all about. Um, yeah. As you guys know, we've got the Rockin' Pot Expo coming up. Oh, yeah. That's coming up on August 26th, mm-hmm. right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Of course, the uh, the pre-party's on the 25th. We yes. got some great stuff lined up for that, and uh, more surprises coming out, additions to the show all the time as they mm-hmm. become available. And, you know, we went to our people and said, hey, can you guys help us out with this? And, man, you guys have really stepped it up and helped us out a lot. Mm-hmm. Some of the things we've been doing are Radio Sucks radio shows mm-hmm. with special guests that have made bigger donations to yep. the Rock and Pot Expo. And we, we've been having a lot of fun with those. Mm-hmm. And uh, we took a little break last week. But now we're back at it again because we got a very special guest. Yeah. DecibelGeek.com's very own... Stephen Michael. Stephen Michael. We got to get the pen name correct. That's right, because it's secret. We can't ruin it. It's like Bruce Wayne. Yeah. We won't tell everybody he's Spider-Man. No. I'm really Um, Clark Kent. I just don't know. (laughs) Clark can't. (laughs) Clark shouldn't. (laughs) 
That's harsh, man. All right, I'll work on my superhero skills. Go ahead. All right. In the meantime, like I said, you know, this is a big, long, thick one. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're talking about ACDC, so it's well, it's pretty, sort of. pretty easy to understand why this would go long and hard the way it's going to, yeah. because... I love ACDC, you love ACDC, Steve loves ACDC, and a lot of bands and a lot of musicians love ACDC as well. So today we're going to spend this quality time we're going to have together to cover it all as best as we can. And we're calling it Under the ACDC Influence. And I think this could be a series. Who knows? Maybe we'll do it with a different band next I think we did it with Kiss one time on Christmas in July. Did we? Oh yeah, the roots of Kiss, or or we did something with bands something that were influenced like that. by Kiss. Yeah, the influenced the by or Kiss fluence. We could do it. Call it that. Kiss covers with a K. I think. Maybe. Yeah, we did do that. Yeah. yeah. So next time, with Kiss fluence. I, but yeah, I like this that. was this was uh, a lot of fun to record with Steve, and we got a lot a lot of discussion and a lot of music. Five songs each, so you got fifteen songs, and then a ton of drunken shenanigans. Two out of the three of us. Can you believe it? For once ever, I Aaron Camaro. Was yeah. stone cold sober. Yeah, Aaron was the rudder, which while is every, hard to believe. While everybody else was having <laughs> fun, I was trying to hold it together. So you'll see how much luck I had with that. So before we get into uh, this week's episode, we got to do it. We got to take care of business. You guys have been so awesome about this. You're blowing my minds. I'm talking about those five star iTunes reviews. We've asked, we've begged, we've cried, and you guys continue to come through for us with this, and we really appreciate it. The last few weeks have been amazing, yeah. and this week is no different. Five stars. It's entitled "A Perfect Kiss Crisis." Alrighty, that's I'm scared, <laughs> but I'm gonna go ahead and read it. Here's how it goes: These guys are fantastic. You can tell when a host is just doing his job, and when a host lives the life. These guys live it and own it. While they do their research to get the exact details, it's clear that they know their stuff. They are a wealth of rock history and connections. Thanks to Decibel Geek Podcast, I have found the band Volbeat, and I have been reminded of some long-forgotten gems from my childhood like Slick Toxic. Awesome. (laughs) They have allowed me to go back to some of my favorite bands and listen to them with new ears because of what I have learned on this podcast. The fact that I am only a year or two older than the hosts make it even better, since we also have had many of the same experiences. Growing up as a fanboy of Poison myself, having seen them 19 times and Brett and CeCe's solo combined total of five times, I can appreciate their enthusiasm for KISS. What makes it even better? For as much as they gush about their favorite band, they also find fault with KISS and its members in almost every episode. (laughs) And this is refreshing. Because even as a rabid fan, we can see and accept the faults and failures of the bands we idolize. Well done, gentlemen. I'm quickly catching up with the backlog and can't wait for more metal. Keep it real. Nice. That's awesome. Five stars right there. That's a great Comes review. to us from uh, LAWL fan. Yep. And that's great. That's really good. Just like that. That's how we like them, guys. Keep them coming. We love it. Yeah, we love the reviews like that. That's really great. So we are our other favorite people, the Geeks of the Week. The Heck people yeah. on uh, Facebook and Twitter who shared and retweeted last week's Albums Unleashed, Tough What Comes Around Goes Around. That was fun to tag the MP3 with that many words, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Probably, that is, that is yeah, a long yeah. album title. It's probably an SEO nightmare for us, but we got pretty good numbers on it, too. Anyway. Cool. I figured we would. Yeah. So, Geeks 
Geeks of the Week this week are Dave Shirt, Freeform Rock Podcast, Mark Alden Taylor, Brant Cattell, Trevor McDougall, Robin Bennett, Anthony Britt, Shane Abair, Matt Ashcraft, Wally Norton of the CGCM Podcast, Dan Chapu, Neil Johnson, Scott Smith, Todd Cunningham, Stephen Newton, Cobras and Fire Podcast, Brad Kalmanson, Joe Royland, Sit and Spin with Joe, Joseph Capone, Kevin Williams, Joshua Toomey from Talk To Me Podcast, Rock and Ron Runyon, Brian Knapp, Greg McGlone, Stephen Michael, Wayne Cross, Derek Novak, Andrew Jacobs, Hoops, Adam Cox, Mikhail Burrell, Dave Koska, Christina Green, Sean Cullen, Jeff Mendenhall, Samuel Owetz, Tom Smoke, Freewheel72, Roy Randolph, Ernesto Aguiar, The Rock and Donkey, David Hudson, Blame Your Brother, David Brewington, David Glenn, and, of course, the Mooger Fooger. Of course, the Mooger Fooger. He wouldn't miss not a single one. And Stevie Rochelle shared it. He on, did. On Metal Sludge. On Metal Sludge. All did right. a whole article on it. Very cool, man. That's awesome. want to thank everybody that gets out there and shares, reshares, retweets, shares retweets again and again and again tells your mom tells your dad tells your cousins tells your friends at work tells everybody they can about the decibel geek podcast we love you we appreciate it guys just you're awesome yeah we ready for some uh, aussie love i'm ready to worship some acdc with a couple of close friends who also happen to be pretty inebriated enjoy You've got 12 hours of extra listening. All right. Well, here we are. It's the real thing. Time for some ACDC worship. Let's yes. talk about it. Well, is it, it ACDC or is it people that sound like ACDC? We're going to worship ACDC it's, along with the bands right. that worship ACDC. So let's let's say, let's let's clarify. It's actually bands that were probably influenced yeah. by ACDC and, and sort of come off sounding like well, ACDC. I heard, right? I There's a say, lot of them. I know? heard Harry There's Styles from One Direction likes ACDC. We're not going to play any of that today, though, are we? Unless he has a song that sounds like ACDC, yeah, I don't think unless so. Unless that's on your list, because I don't think it's a, it's not on think, Well, let's get to pick number one. These are listen. There's a lot of bands uh, that come off sounding like or influenced by ACDC over the years. And my yeah. question was, what what is it about ACDC that has influenced all these bands? Right, because. I mean, you don't you don't look at let's say a Van Halen and go, hey, there's a million bands that sound like Van Halen. I mean, I don't, you know, there are bands that are influenced, no doubt, but but there are a million bands that sound like or are influenced by ACDC. If you think about it, right, it's really easy to pick them out. Yeah, I mean, you'd pick a year, a certain year, say like 1980, and any band that's worth a shit. From 1980 on, has got to have some sort of ACDC influence in there. I think. So, so what is it about ACDC? Is it is it the simplicity of the music? Yeah. Is the fact that they're so damn successful? What well, is it? It's a little bit of everything. I mean, it's meat and potatoes, rock and roll. Yeah. You know, it, it's, yeah. It's attainable. Like Van Halen, not necessarily attainable. No, There's exactly. guys who yeah. can pull off that right? tri- those tricks, but Van Halen, you couldn't. We Not everyone so had many, a David Lee Roth either. No. Right. And we hear so many stories about guitar players coming up and they hear Van Halen for the first time. We're like, holy shit, how is he doing that? You know, and we even talked to Scott Van Zen a couple of weeks ago and he's like trying to slow down the tapes and figure out exactly right. how, yeah. you know, how, right. exactly how Eddie's doing that. But with a band like ACDC, I think maybe it's not as intimidating for a young guitar player to hear ACDC for the first time say, this guitar sounds amazing. But on top of that, it sounds like something I might actually be able to learn how to play. 
And I think a lot of bands did learn how to play ACDC. And I bet you a lot of our favorite bands, like you say, from that point in time onward, probably some of their first songs they ever learned to play were ACDC songs. One of my first songs I ever learned to play was ACDC. So let me say this. Is it is it a band bands that sound like ACDC because they've got the raspy vocalist, right? Because all these bands, I think of the majority of the bands that we're going to cover today yeah. have a raspy vocalist, right? Yeah. Which, is, which is part of the ACDC sound, right? Right. And then the blues uh, heavy guitar, right? The blues-based uh, uh, sound, right? right? That is ACDC. Uh, I mean, huge kick drum, blues-based yeah. guitar, and a raspy vocalist, and you have ACDC sound, right? Right. Uh, and Something some, like it. Yeah, and some of these bands may go, you know, some of these people may go, ah, this band ripped off ACDC. I choose not to look at things like that. Like the bottom line for me is, does it sound good? Right. I don't. I don't really give a shit whether they sound like ACDC as long as they're not flat out freaking copying a song. Well, right. One of my picks mm. is going to be on that level. Is is flat out like they're ripping off a song? Oh yeah. Yeah, and I mean, well, I think the there's a lot of that out there. I listen to. I think there's a lot of that out there, but but I also think that uh, bands all the way from the 80s even to today, sure. uh, because I know one of my picks is as current as this year, um, yeah. are going to be bands that sound a lot like ACDC, but I don't think the songs I'm playing are necessarily flat-out ripoffs of any particular song right. of ACDCs, but definitely I'm influenced by ACDC on the big sleeve, right? Right. So... But, I mean, you also got to look at ACDC. I mean, there's nothing as rootsy rock and roll as ACDC. Because, like, even though they came out in the 70s, I mean, their major influence is basically Elvis and Little Richard. I mean, it, you're going back to the roots of rock and roll when yeah. you look at ACDC. Right? Because you don't look at ACDC and think, oh, well, they were influenced by Sabbath. Mm, maybe no. a little. You know, Zeppelin? Eh, maybe a very but tiny little bit. Influenced you know? by blues musicians. And then yeah. you look at like Deep Purple? No, you know, so where's ACDC it's come the from? Old school. You're right. It's like Chuck Berry, you know, mm -hmm. cranked up. Yeah, you know, little right Richard, Chuck, Chuck Berry. Yeah, right, yeah. yes, for sure. For sure. You Steak know, and yeah. potatoes, I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's what goes back to the, to the earliest days, and it's like, it's tried and true method. And then, you know, and then in Australia, they were listening to the old stuff, and they're like, well, this works, let's just do it. But, I mean, I think ACDC is one of the most honest bands of all time. Yeah. Yeah, they were certainly not following any trends. No, no. they are what they are, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's that's no bullshit rock and roll, blue jeans and t-shirts, right? Yeah, I love I mean, it. And they've been that from the 70s all the way through. It didn't matter whether whether hairband or grunge or anything came along. They've never been anything different than what they are. No, right? never changed uh, You know, a beer in one hand, a t-shirt and jeans in the other, and that's yeah. it, right? So, Wait a minute, a beer in one hand get... and a t-shirt and jeans in the other, that means they're naked. <laughs> you know what I'm now saying. <laughs> Where are we going? That's Not what there. I, I mean, that's what I like about ACDC, you know, yeah. is, is the fact that, you know, yes, they maybe have taken some criticism over the years for being that, you know, hey, if you heard one ACDC album, you've heard them all. But, hey, they stayed true to who they were, what they were. It didn't win. In 1979, they weren't putting out no disco songs. In the 80s, they weren't poofing up their hair and putting on spandex in the 90s there there is no acdc grunge album there's no acdc love ballads 
<laughs> you know, right. there's, there's, I mean, it's just ACDC. So when you get an ACDC album, yeah, it getting. doesn't matter what era or what year it came out in. Mm-hmm. It takes you about two seconds to figure out who it is and know exactly what you're getting, you know. And that's what mm-hmm. I think ACDC owes a lot of their longevity to. And the fact that they've influenced so many bands is because... Hey, these guys got balls, you know. No matter what else is going on in the world of music, ACDC is ACDC, and that's it, and that's all it'll ever be. They're one of the few bands today that still, you know, from our genre of music, still sell out. I mean, yeah. stadiums, for God's sakes. Oh, yeah, they're these, huge. These guys are still selling out stadiums. And move a lot of albums whenever mm-hmm. they come out with something new. Even Rocker Bust from a couple of years ago. I enjoyed you know, it. That was a good record. Great record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, flying off the shelves at the Walmarts, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, in 2016 or 15 or whatever it was. You know, that's pretty good for nowadays. Yep. To move that many units, I guess. Oh, my favorite quote of uh, Angus Young, going back to what you said, is that, you know, Angus goes, you know, people say we've made the same record 15 times in a row. That's just not true. We've made it 18 times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, they're proud of what they do. You know, they, they just, they, they've got a formula and it works. But, uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to feature bands that were influenced by ACDC and may have that type of sound and that spirit. And uh, really simple as that. It's kind of an ACDC worship episode. So, uh, Steve, you came up with this idea. Why don't you go first with your first pick? Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's 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 ACDC worship, but it's without necessarily ACDC music, right? So yeah. we hope to turn people on to, to, I mean, if you like ACDC, hopefully you either like already bands. know about these bands or will learn about some new bands right absolutely um and that's that's what this is about so it's it's hopefully turning you on to some stuff that sounds like as much as i hate to use the word sounds like or right. the phrase sounds like but it's it's bands that if you dig acdc you should dig these bands absolutely. too and go check them out right awesome uh so my first pick uh what do you know is a band from Australia. Uh, and so, so this band is a band that I, I discovered a couple of years ago. Uh, not a lot of uh, people know about them, but it's a band. And I think it's pronounced Cortini. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the guitar player's name is Lex Cortini. Okay. They've put out five or six records Good records, all consistent, all pretty much the same sound. I can't say that their records uh, completely sound like ACDC flat out, but you can definitely tell, and especially in this song that I'm going to play, which is off their uh, second record, um, that they're influenced heavily by ACDC. And I don't know whether that's just the fact that they're from Australia or or they're just like you know a million other rock bands and they're influenced by ACDC, right? Uh, but this uh, this first song uh, is off their second record, and it's called Game of Fools. We were the fairy tale kind, my perfect white-tipping feline, a timeless picture captivated our lives. No surprise.
first two records, um, Lady Luck and Game of Fools, are, are what I would say start with. Cool. Uh, Game of Fools was mixed by Mike Frazier. Oh, and I know Mike producer. Frazier, right? Yeah. He's done a ton of things. Um, and uh, uh, again, it's just all really consistent, all really influenced by 70s. Uh, they cite 70s rock and Guns yeah. N' Roses and ACDC as their influences. Right on. Their I major hear that. influences. This guy, Lex Cortini, was in a band called Green Dollar Color uh, from Australia, which I don't I don't know anything about, but that hmm. was apparently a prominent band in Australia. Hmm. Uh, and this band was born out of the ashes of that band. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, check it out. I, That's I have no cool, problem man. with this band. That's cool. They're a good band. Uh, we've played uh, a song by them called Down at the Crossroads, uh, Yep. A couple of months ago on a, a okay, VIP I do episode. I remember that. I still have on my on my Spotify playlist. So like it pops up every once in a while. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good band. I think we played maybe on the Aussie Rocks episode. I don't know. That was a while ago though. It was a while ago. But oh. uh but yeah, there's a lot of bands in Australia that were very influenced by A C D C. Yeah, this was Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, Down the Crossroads is a record that came out before this latest record, and the latest record is good, Down the Crossroads is good, but I, I would say if you're gonna go and try and discover um uh, this band start with the first two records. That's what I did. Is cool. started with Lady Luck and uh, then this last one, which was Game of Fools. Cool. All right. Well, Aaron, you're up next. What no, do, you go. Well, give me, up, just give me, me one second. Next? Okay. Well, I can go. Um, this was well one of the first bands that kind of popped into my head when when I we talked about doing this subject was Rose Tattoo. Obvious. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and yeah, it's kind of an obvious thing, but you know, Angry Anderson on vocals, but. And they kind of can't. You know, I almost consider them more contemporaries of ACDC than mm-hmm. than influenced by. I guess, but they were influenced by them. Um, but no, they. I mean, they're a great band, and like one of those bands where those of us that are big into hard rock and metal, we know this band. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's they're not that obscure. But to most rock and roll fans, are completely obscure. They never hit it big, and and no. if you listen to bands like, um, uh, well, the one that that keeps um, uh, knocking me in the brain is Guns and Roses. Yeah, Guns yeah. and Roses cite that they were hugely well, influenced by Rose Tattoo, right? Right. Uh, so they don't even, they don't even talk about ACDC so much as they do Rose Tattoo. Yeah. They talk more about Rose Tattoo, even though obviously. Uh, Guns N' Roses was influenced by ACDC. Hell, sure. Axel's the singer in the damn right. band today, yeah. right? Axel DC. Axel DC, right? <laughs> so, I mean, it's Rose Tattoo, and, and it's a band that I don't know a whole lot about. I haven't experienced a whole lot with them, mm-hmm. um, so I'm not real familiar. I'm looking forward to hearing kind of this influence. Hey, Steve, if you like ACDC, you'll like Rose you're gonna Tattoo. you like Rose Tattoo. <laughs> Tell me what the record to get is for Rose Tattoo. Well, What's the I, iconic record? I mean, the first one is a, is a good one to get, but I mean, I I don't know. And most of their discography has a very ACDC referenced. I mean, it's the first one came out in 1978. Um, the one that I picked a song off of was the one that came out in 1981 called Assault and Battery. It's the second album. Um, it was the first sort of full length one in the th- in three years after three years non-stop on the road but like acdc hit it big rose tattoo was kind of a contemporary but that similar sound and then they were kind of piggybacking off of acdc's mm-hmm. success 
Um, but I, it's a great band, and like this is one of those bands. Like uh, if you're familiar with the comedian Jim Florentine, mm-hmm. uh, you know he trumpets their their influence more than just about anybody else I can think of in mainstream media. And of course, the but besides him and Guns N' Roses doing the cover of Nice Boys, which you know that was a uh, was it live like a suicide yeah. that, that was on. You know that was that's kind of really the limit of Rose Tattoo's influence, but um, they've got a full fucking discography filled with good songs. And uh, I picked a song from a Assault and Battery from 1982, and this is the leadoff track for the album. This is Rose Tattoo doing Out of This Place.
So that's Rose Tattoo. Awesome. All right, so Aaron, it's up, it's up to you on your next pick. All right, Aaron, you're up. Well, I guess I'm just going to rearrange my list a little bit since we're already talking about them. And, uh, you know, I, I chose uh, Guns N' Roses on my list as as a band, obviously clearly influenced by ACDC. Like you said, you know, you got the Axel DC stuff going on nowadays. You always got Slash singing the praises of the Power Ridge album. You know, I remember reading not too long ago his favorite ACDC song is Riff Raff, you know, and, and you too. can you can hear a lot of that. A lot of the Angus, you know, that, that early ACDC stuff, you hear pieces of that mm-hmm. in Slash's playing, whether it be with Guns N' Roses or even on his solo stuff. He's got that Angus tone yeah. to a lot of his stuff, and I think... It doesn't come through any better than on their debut album, Appetite for Destruction, with, if nothing else, other than Axel singing, because, I mean, when you listen to Axel Rose, he's such a unique singer, but if you're going to compare him to anybody, it's got to be Bon Scott. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you listen to, to Slash at that point, you know, yeah, you're going to hear some Joe Perry in there and you're going to hear a lot of different influences in there. But the guitar tone of his Les Paul and and just the way he plays in, in the fashion that he, he brings it in is total Angus Young, you know. And so I don't think a list like this could be complete without some early Guns N' Roses. So might as well get it out of the way right away. Here's Guns N' Roses off Appetite for Destruction with It's So Easy. I see your sister in a Sunday dress. She doesn't read, she pounds her best. She doesn't take no need to drive. She's ready to make. It's so easy, easy when everybody's trying to please me, baby. It's so easy, easy when everybody's trying to please me. Cause I'm crashing every night. I drink and drive everything in sight. I make the fire, but I miss the fire bite. I hit the bullseye every night. 
So what do you think? Guns N' Roses? I mean, we got to include GNR on Gu- the list, Guns right? N' Roses is definitely influenced by ACDC and definitely early in influence uh, from, from the ACDC thing. I think that Axel and Slash and those guys are definitely tied to the Bon Scott era of ACDC. Yeah. I saw... I saw Guns N' Roses the not the before the not in the lifetime so the not real Guns N' Roses. You saw Guns and Replacements. Thanks. I saw Guns and Replacements do riffraff. They did. <laughs> oh, that's uh, cool. They right did riffraff on on that tour. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so I saw them do that and they did it well. Obviously. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah. I mean, I I don't have an issue with that. It's so easy. Is an interesting choice. That's a great song. Uh, because it is an amazing song. I always viewed it so easy as a little bit um more punk based personally yeah, maybe that's right. a bit of because i think it's so easy as a duff song is it not i don't know and it's him leading off with the bass riff but I don't well know i think he, he i think he, he maybe i think he maybe wrote that song um or he had a hand in writing it but um, even if you look at it like that you know isn't acdc kind of like australian punk rock in a way in its in its sweet simplicity, and it's not over the top. There's no Eddie Van Halen crazy guitar playing in it. There's amazing guitar player playing in it, but at its core, it's not overly complicated. And isn't that kind of the punk attitude? So doesn't ACDC kind of fit into that a little bit? Chris, what say yes? I say we're stretching a little bit here. Maybe for that song, but. Guns N' Roses' ethos was very ACDC at the time. I mean, it's kind of remarkable. What is that word? That word's big Ethos. For me. That's a big word like gymnasium. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. What does that mean? I don't even know what that word means. But I mean, their eth- their work ethic was like very, was yeah. very ACDC, like very, let's just go raw meat and potatoes, no frills or anything. And yeah. it's funny because like Guns N' Roses becomes the biggest band really of the late 80s. But they were doing it with a with a late seventies ACDC attitude. It's kind of it's it's just another testament to how awesome ACDC is because right. they're in the middle of all the guitar, you know, gymnastics with with Van Halen's influence and Ingve and all and Paul Gilbert right. and Jason right. Becker and all these bands and Poison with party rock, and then uh, here comes Guns N' Roses just going, stripping it down, going back to early ACDC Basics. attitude, and yeah. they become the biggest band of the decade. Yeah, you know what? I think that's a really important point, and I think that's one of the things that made Guns N' Roses up, right, is that you had all these different characteristics in this in this dysfunctional band because they were they were a dysfunctional band but you got all these these different attitudes right i read the i read the adler book i read the the duff book the duff book's really good that guy's a smart guy man he's really it's a well-written book and he's a smart guy but duff duff is the punk in the band duff was the punk in the band slash was the rock and roll guy and 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 um axel was the guy that came from from the cheap tricks and the acdc's and the the thing and the queens and things like that so that that makeup you're right ties back to it's a no frills no bullshit rock and roll band right. um, with a little bit of a punk attitude, which I think this song displays right. a little bit of that punk attitude. Um, and then, you know, anything else that you want to throw in that blender along with it, but it, it ended up being the biggest band, right? Well, Cause you're right. in the middle of a sanitized era of rock. And this is coming from somebody who loved the sanitized era of rock. Right. I loved 
Kiss on Crazy Nights. I loved Tesla Love Song. I loved, I loved all the sanitized, you know, super clean versions of stuff. Cinderella and all that. But then Guns Don't and forget Bon Jovi. And bon Jovi. I love Bon Jovi. Not that there's anything wrong with that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> pussy. I don't think I like the way you just said that. But, uh, um, but no, like uh, I was all about that stuff at the same. T- but then at the same time, Guns and Roses comes in and goes. No, we're gonna we're gonna become ju- junkies and we're gonna fucking just play rock and roll and we're gonna show you that it's yeah. better than all this shit and it, right. and it worked out for them. Yeah. So then maybe even it goes even further than just the musical influence. It's an attitude thing. But the attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Most they were definitely. very different from every other band. Like they came out and like, well, fuck you and your makeup. We're gonna look like this. Yeah. Because yeah. part of rock and roll is an attitude, right? I mean, well, it's not for Especially it's not all in about the late the, 80s. Yeah. yeah. You want to hope that more bands have an ACDC attitude than not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I like my bands to have an air supply attitude. <laughs> As proven with comments like, I really love Nickelback and Bon Jovi. Hey, Man, you, you guys are all out of love. I can't even say anything. I like all right those bands. That, I can't. I, oh. I like all that stuff. All right. Nice. Well, it's back on you, Steve. What 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 is your next pick? So my next pick is a newer band, right? So this is a band I couldn't find a whole lot of information out um, uh, about, but I went and looked at it, and the album's great. It was one of the the top album picks, I think, from some of the Decibel Geek writers, which is where I discovered the band nice. uh, from 2016, right this on. past year. Um, and it's a band called Black Aces. Guess what? Guess where they're from? Mm, Australia? Holy shit. They're from Australia. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) What is it with the water in Australia? Uh, But yeah, this is is a four-piece band uh, where the lead singer is also the lead guitar player. I can't really tell whether they're young or old. Again, I can't find a whole lot of information. I just know that a couple of the bands, a couple of the guys in the band have porno mustaches, like 70s porno <laughs> mustaches. That's all you need. <laughs> so 70s porno mustaches for that's, these that's guys. That's just coming into to style in Australia now. You know, they're a little behind the rest of the world. That's right. So it's a, it's a again, it's a no frills rock and roll band, sound like ACDC. Uh, and there were a couple songs that I was wish-washy about. I didn't know which one to choose because I liked them both. I liked the record. But I think I'm gonna, in the end, I'm going to go with Let It Roll. Uh, so let's roll, let it roll.
Oh, man. I dig that. That's awesome. Kind of just like Nelson. Yeah, just like him. Nelson who? If you can't get your blood pumping with that one, then you're uh, dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Check your now, pulse twice. The name, I got to say, remind, makes me think about the stuntman in Kiss Me the Fan of the Power. <laughs> what's, Black what's Aces. What? Uh, Ace Black Friendly, Aces? Ace Friendly Stuntman in the Fan of the Park um, TV movie was a black guy. Uh, Sweet. And that story, they forgot to paint his hands, and yeah. Ace was like... Uh, you might want to paint his hands. <laughs> <laughs> What a spacist. 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 I love that. That's awesome. Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right. So that was a good pick. Yeah, I like that a lot. I'm I'm checking out more of the Black Aces. I I dig it. Yeah. I really do. Awesome. The the name of the record is Shot in the Dark. Awesome. That sounds familiar. Maybe they're influenced by Ozzy, too. Yeah. Sweet. That's all good with me. I can assure you that this record is not influenced by Ozzy in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> <laughs> no bats were eaten on the making no of No bats were eaten. Yeah, nice. All right, so am I next? So I guess I'm going second you want now. to. Otherwise, yeah, I You're second back because in. Aaron got scared and had to rearrange his I had to uh, rearrange, picks. Yeah. All right, I'll go next. That's cool. I'm not scared. Oh, so the, this is the second time I've played this band on this show, but... They deserve a uh, they deserve another play because this song and this band is that cool. Kick ass, Nickelback. <laughs> I don't think we've ever played I'm Nickelback. Stirring up that stereotype again. I'm gonna get so many. How many? Why do you hate Nickelback? Emails. How is it that you hate Nickelback so much, but you just love Juice Newton? I don't get it. <laughs> Queen of Broken Hearts. What was the song? I hate you guys. He wakes up every morning, looks in the mirror, and says, "Good morning, Angel." Angel. There's, there's what, two, what was the hit? Queen of Broken Hearts, right? Uh, well, Queen of Hearts. Uh, Queen Angel of, Bro- of the Morning. No, but what was the? There was a hit. Queen of with the, the Queen of Hearts. Queen of the Hearts. Yeah. Queen of Hearts. Is that it? Is That's that a killer it, song? I don't know. Don't lie. You do I like know. It. You I do know. know. No, I don't. Oh, no, now do. he's gonna play coy about it. It's your alarm clock. Yeah, we better just yeah. uh, stick with the ACDC. Right. Tell us what you like. Um. I hate you guys. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So the, this is a younger band called The Treatment. Yes. I love The Treatment. Yes. They, I saw them open up for Kiss. That was I the was first time I'd ever heard they, them. Yeah, That's the first time I think anybody heard of them. Their big break was they got to open for the Kiss and Motley Crue tour. I saw that tour. Well. Yeah. And uh, it was a big break for those guys. I went out and bought the record. It's they, good. They yeah. were all yeah. 17 years old at the time. And uh, I think they're from England. Somebody's I, yeah, daddy England. is something. One of the guys' band, one of the guys in the band's daddy is somebody, like a producer or hmm. something. Hmm. I don't, I don't remember what, but I know that that's what the connection is. But the they're last, a damn good band. The last yeah. names of the band are Gray, Mansworth, Swaggle, Gray, and M and M's. So, it's all those Swaggle sounds like a Harry Potter character. I don't know. Meaning. I know I know that they put out three consistent records in this last record uh, that they put out. Generation Me, I think, mm-hmm. is the name of that. Yeah, that's really fucking really fantastic yeah, record. Really good. It's, it's probably I think their first record was really good. Their second record was a little bit off their first record, yeah. but I think Generation Me may be their best record. I think that was. What I was that last year that came out? It, it was. I know that was on my, my yeah, it was last year. top ten list. It was. For sure, it know? was last year. Well, you guys suck at the ramp up because I'm going to play something off their 2012 debut. That's okay. <laughs> Listen, that's <laughs> it. It's all good. That's okay. Their first record was really good, and this yeah. and you got something off their first record, right? I do. Yeah. I, I love the first record, but this is uh this is the song that really turned me on to the band, and we played it years ago back when the album was new. 
Uh, this is the treatment off This Might Hurt from 2012 yep. with a song called The Doctor. Kick ass. Knock it out.
ultimate ACDC album. Before we get back into our conversation about being under the influence of ACDC, as we all are, as you can tell, Chris and Steve are under the influence of alcohol. Yeah, I don't even recognize the guy on my phone. <laughs> listening to this is like hearing it for the first time. I don't recognize it either because it's like, who is this sober person and why are they not having as much fun as the other two? <laughs> you look pretty good for a sober guy. Not bad. I don't like it, though. I think I go back to my old ways. Before we get back into everything, I want to let you know that our good friend Daryl Albers has got all kinds of cool stuff for you. You love ACDC? Man, he's got collectible tickets all up the place. And uh, he got one from their Dayton, Ohio stop on the Back in Black tour. How cool is that? Cool. Nice. Were you there? You know somebody who was? How about one from the Cincinnati stop on the For Those Who About to Rock tour? He's also got a ticket from the Dallas show on the Ball Breaker tour. All that and tons more, including those cool retro advertisements that are suitable for framing and hanging up in your man cave. Right now, what you got to do is head on over to decibelgeek.com, click on that HK Collectibles Inc. banner right up on the top of the page, and do your shopping. It's going to take you right over to the HK Collectibles Inc. Amazon store. You doing your shopping on Amazon? Of course you are. Who doesn't nowadays? Everybody's going to love the convenience of it. You know, you don't have to go to the store. You don't have to fight traffic. You don't got to find a parking spot. All that garbage that comes with going to one of those stores, Mm -hmm. you can just as easily, much easier... Yeah, I like the sound of that. Much easier go on to Amazon. Camarobotics. I love it. And if you're going to do your shopping on Amazon, there's only one way to do it, and that's going to decibelgeek.com. Top of the page, right by that HK Collectibles Inc. banner, you're going to find our personal Amazon banner. What you do is click on that bad boy, takes you to Amazon, everything looks the same, because it is the same. What you do is you do your shopping. When you're done, you pay what you pay. Not a penny more. They don't charge you anything extra. But because you went through our link on our website, Amazon takes a cut of their action. Theirs, not yours. Theirs. They're awesome. And they kick it on over to the Decibel Geek Podcast. How cool is that? You do your shopping on Amazon and you help us. Yep. And we get the list. Yeah, we get a list of everything you buy. And uh, some of the more notable purchases bought over the last week include an outdoor sports running and jogging armband for your iPhone. Cool. Get in shape for the summer. A fire tablet with Alexa 7. I don't know, this Alexa thing kind of gives me the creeps. I don't know. Is that the thing that spies on you? Yeah. I don't I don't know. It just I feel kind of weird about it. I don't it. want the government to hear me making sweet, sweet love to my wife. No. No. No one needs to hear me doing that. Um, um <laughs> Also, oh, Jesse James Dupree shopped through the link this week. A work 16-inch electric chainsaw was bought. Nice. Thanks, Jesse. Uh, In digital music, Night Demon, Darkness Remains, the new one, the deluxe edition came out. You were just talking about that on VIP. Yeah, and I I love the first album. I'm hoping to buy this one um, probably in the next week or so. But yeah, Night Demon's a great band if you haven't listened to them yet. Cool. Or if you you listen to our uh, new wave of traditional heavy metal episode, you heard Night Demon. Right. So we played them on that. Uh, Luscious Jackson, Electric Honey. I haven't heard Luscious Jackson in years. Hmm. Yorn, the Dio tribute album that he put out in 2010. I like Yorn. Yeah, it's an interesting record. Also, uh, Tesla Reel to Reel, that's a good covers album. And uh, another, got a, a whole lot of covers. Yeah, and then, uh, three of them right in a row. Ace Fraley Origins Volume 1 was bought. Three awesome bands. 
covering a bunch of other really awesome bands. And then in uh, physical music, Army of Anyone, the self-titled was bought. We right on. played we, some yeah. of that, thanks Good. to uh, one of the VIPs on that one. Heck yeah. And then uh, closing it out, a trifecta of Aerosmith albums, Get Your Wings, Rocks, and Draw the Line was purchased. Gotta have them. Good stuff, man. Very cool. Before we get back into the uh, ACDC love, I want to just remind you guys, you know, what we're doing today is something special because of the people that want to step up really step up and help out the Rock and Pot Expo. Do we have any more of these? Is this the last one? The last one. That we have scheduled? Oh, for the VIPs? For VIP? Oh, no, we've got a few. Do yeah. we got a few more? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was just going to say, maybe we should open it back up well, and get some more. But We've got a number. I think we've got at least two or three more to go. Okay, good, because yeah. every one of them so far has been great. Yeah, they have. You know, today is no exception. But, yeah, um, we've got some packages, though. But, yeah, I was going to say, we still got some packages available, some cool stuff. Um, where can they see that? Best places to go to is Nashville Rock, the letter N, podexpo.com, and just look in the perks section, and it's right there. Right on. Otherwise, you know, of course as always you know please donate help us make this happen you know we we're doing really good but we still got a little ways to go you know and and the date is creeping up on us so any little bit can help you know five bucks just or two dollars i don't care just just throw something at it if you haven't yet and you can uh you can not not feel guilted by it when we bring it up every single week. Right. And some <laughs> someday when they shut down all the FM stations and podcasting is all there is, you could say, you know what? Yeah, I helped make it happen. I helped make that happen. Yeah. Heck yeah. So uh, we got more tunes and more drunkenness to, to get back to. I'm going to go back and like we kind of were talking a little bit earlier when we first kicked this off that, you know, ACDC was such a huge band and their influence spread so much over the world of rock that after a certain point, and like I said, somewhere around 1980, every good band that came out after that has got to have a little bit of ACDC in it to the point is this. Go back to 1980 and look at a band like Accept. You know, in 1980, they're coming out with their second studio album, which is called I'm a Rebel, and it's it's killer, but it's not really the Accept that you kind of come to know and love. Because while, you know, there's no doubt about it, you listen to Accept music throughout the years, there is that influence from ACDC that came from day one with this band. But at that point in 1980, they released one album already. This is their second one. And they're looking for something that's going to put get them more attention. And when they look around the world of rock and roll in, in 1980, it's ACDC. That was you know, year. That was ACDC's year. Mm-hmm. So they come out with the album, I'm a Rebel, engineered by our man, the Overloader. Isn't that what they call him on that? Michael Wagner. Michael Wagner. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's it's badass album and what they did was, you know, they're looking for that hook, something that's going to get them the kind of attention that uh that they're gonna get, like ACDC's getting in 1980. So, for the title track, they bring in uh the oldest brother of George Young, you know? He might be related to Angus as well oh, and yeah. Malcolm talking about Alex Young and he brings in the song I'm a Rebel. So here they are. They're going out of their way to kind of grab onto what ACDC is doing mm-hmm. because what ACDC is doing and except in these early days aren't that much far removed. And I don't think there's a better example than from 1980. And this is except with I'm a Rebel. 
Yeah, so that's an awesome tune. So that Man. tune, from what I'm understanding and reading, that song was actually um, written for ACDC. Oh, wow. Um, back in, what, 1980 or so? Yeah. Um, and so it could have ended up on Back in Black. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, 80... When did Highway come out? Highway came out 79. 79, yeah. So in and around that time frame, right? So um, uh, that's interesting because... Um, you know, could have very well been an yeah, ACDC tune. Totally, so, I can hear so it. So I would say that that absolutely fits into the criteria uh-huh. that we're, we're covering today, right? Right. You know, and as much as I think deep down, except loved ACDC and respected ACDC, after this album, they kind of steer away from that a little bit and they find get heavy metal. they get heavier for mm-hmm. sure. And, you know, it's kind of a way to differentiate themselves from ACDC so they don't get the Hollywood Rose treatment, which, you know, worked out okay well, for Except. Like, how, how are you going to top ACDC? Right, <laughs> especially around those times. Yeah, like, they, they put out like, the biggest selling rock album of all time. It's right. Kind of, it's kind of hard to rival that. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. Good stuff. So I think in the order we're going, Steve, you are next. That would make me next, which brings us to a band that I think probably the majority of the listeners are going to be familiar with. Uh, just because they've gotten uh, a lot of airplay and a lot of press lately. Um, and uh, it's an obvious choice, but damn, they're good. Uh, and that band is Airborne. Hell yeah. Uh, obviously, where, where are they from? <laughs> Holy shit, where are they from? They're from Boise. They're <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's right. They're from San Diego. No, they're from uh, Australia, obviously. Awesome band. Um, and this band is is obviously acdc influence but i liken this band to I, I, when i'm describing them i tell people it's acdc on steroids because right. really this band is is pretty accurate pretty pretty flat out just they're no frills hardcore rock and roll uh with a little bit heavier beat and a little bit more aggressive in my opinion yeah um the first record man you know, I don't even know really, to be honest, how I stumbled upon this band. I mean, I went and I got the first record, not the EP, but the first record. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just like, holy shit. And it was one of the first records, I got to say, in in the new age, right? So, so the age of MP3s and things like that. It's one of the first bands that I kind of listened to the entire record without just listening to singles. Yeah. Listening to the entire record over and over again Mm -hmm. and i was just like this record's freaking awesome man uh and and that's what running wild uh was the record was the first record uh um after that ep that they had it's Mm -hmm. their first major release and and for me that's um every record they put out since then i think has been very good um and awesome but uh this song that i'm gonna pick is is off the first record uh and and it's hard for me to even decide on one song because i love them all so much but i'm gonna try to pick um a song that's maybe a little bit deeper album cut that maybe isn't being played as in stadiums or, or on singles and so i'm gonna go with uh with what's eating you
you gotta love Airborne. I mean, truly wearing that ACDC influence right out on their sleeve for everybody to see. No shame in that at all. No, man, that song's got a good groove, and it's—I yeah. mean, it's total ACDC, and and uh, I think that that song is a little bit um, less steroid pumped than yeah. a lot of their music. But um, you know, if you like that, then there's that first record. I mean, you can start with any of those records and, and go for it. But I haven't—I haven't gotten an Airborne record that I thought was crap. No, um, I don't think there every is one such of those thing. records, uh, the latest one on back, yeah. um, I think are, are fantastic. So uh, go check that out. I think a lot of what Airborne and ACDC have in common is there is that element of fighting music. You know what I mean? <laughs> Drinking song, and fighting, right? Songs, to, <laughs> songs to kick somebody's ass to. You know, you get that a lot of times with ACDC, and you definitely get that with Airborne. And I think. My first introduction to Airborne was the fact that the WWE uses Airborne really? a lot to to uh, use the music to advertise their pay-per-views. And the very first time I ever heard Airborne was they do a song called Turn Up the Trouble, yeah. which was the theme song for WWE wrestler Ken Kennedy, who was one of my favorites. And I loved that theme song. And I was like, who is this band? It's like ACDC, but cranked up. And that was my introduction to Airborne. And that's why I think it fits the WWE. I forgot you were a wrestling fighting. guy. Yeah, it's fighting I music. I, I like that. Uh, you did. <laughs> I forgot you were a wrestling guy. There's a few songs that I've heard that uh, over the years, because I used to be a wrestling guy. Yeah. I was into wrestling at one point in time, the WWE and all that stuff. is just so much fun. Right. Uh, and I think, uh, who was it? Motorhead did the Triple H theme. Yeah, yeah right. The game. Right. Yeah, right? You awesome. know what I'm talking about. I'm sure. That was a good tune. Hogan's theme. That's about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I guess this is where I got to come in and point out the uh, the similarities between ACDC and Hulk Hogan, right? Yeah. <laughs> We get enough of that not shit on the week. Not this there. week. We don't need it on All this right. Okay. So plenty of, plenty of Airborne music to check out. Yeah, you won't go wrong. It doesn't it. matter what you start with. Go start with something and, and then work your way forward or back. It doesn't matter. Airborne's a yeah. fantastic band. Both bands' names start with A. There you go. ACDC, sure Airborne. Contribution Both bands are from Australia, Australia. which actually Australia. also starts with starts an A. With a. Uh-oh. Sweet. Hey, my name's Aaron. And that True. starts with an A as two well. Two A's. Two A's. Bam. Not one, because one's not enough. That's right. You need two. Two A's. Double two. A. Aaron. Aaron Presley. Aaron Presley. Elvis Aaron Presley. My wife's maiden name is Presley. There That's you true. go. She's from Tennessee. Sweet. Can't even get me tickets. Jamie Presley. Land. Yeah. All right. So You're up, Chris. Damn. All right. So for my next pick, this is also one of the first ones that came to mind because... If there's one band that's documented as being influenced by ACDC as part of their history, it's Crocus. Oh, no doubt about it. Because if you if you don't know, Crocus initially Crocus put out like I think six albums before the the album I'm about to play, and uh, they were very different. Like the the uh, the uh, member Chris Van Ro- Chris Von Roar was the singer of the band at the time uh, before Mark Storacci brought in. I believe it's pronounced Chris Von Roar. Yeah, you're, you're right. Isn't he the guitar player now? Or he was the guitar player or the original guitar player? Yeah, he was. Yeah. And he was the lead singer. And uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, and they were very different. They sounded cool, though. Like, And I, don't, I can't remember the name of this, but Billy Hardaway sent me the 
there's a there's a they're from Switzerland. And right. there's, a, there's a Swiss documentary that was made about the history of crocus. And you know, I know that sounds laughable, but it's actually really good. And uh, I like to see that. Yeah, I've, I've, and you're coming to my house tomorrow, so um, I'll 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 share it. Let's with try you. to dial that up. It's all it's all subtitled, but it's still worth watching because yeah. it's it's an interesting history. Um, but yeah, Chris Von Rohr was their lead singer early in the you know early in their career for the first few albums, and they were a decent rock band. Yep. And then they. They all went to see ACDC play live, kind of much like Kiss saw Alice Cooper play live on yeah. the Billion Dollar Babies tour, and everything changed. They were like, this is what we need to go for. And they hired Mark Storacci off of that because they were like, we got to change our sound. We got to sound like ACDC. Storacci got an audition with ACDC when they were auditioning after Bon Scott died. Did you know wow. that? I've heard that, but I didn't know if it was confirmed. It was confirmed. He did get an audition. He didn't. Sure he obviously so, yeah. didn't get the gig, but he did get the audition. And uh, another stupid fact. I mean, just side note is I saw uh, I saw Crocus on the Headhunter tour, opening up for Judas Priest. Oh wow! Uh, on the I want to say it was the Screaming for Vengeance tour that I saw them opening up. I mean, Crocus is an awesome band. They're a solid band. They put yeah. out some good records, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably Headhunters, my favorite record. And that's what I'm going to play something from. Um, right uh, but you know the the first record, or not the first record. The first record was Hardware, I think. But they had a record after that that was a uh, that was really good um, as well. Uh, so yeah, I like this band. Heck yeah, Croc, uh, and like initially, like. Crocus is one of those bands that, like, when you think back on the '80s metal scene, it's like, like I'm Crocus, but like they always kind of like get get lumped in with the, name. with the joke because the name sounds kind of funny. But um, but that documentary is worth your time. And Headhunter, which came out in 1983, should be a part of your collection if you don't own it. Oh, it should absolutely. I read I read the uh, D. Snyder book. Have you guys read that book? <laughs> crap. He calls he calls him crap. He calls him Crapus. He calls him Crapus because his wife designed well, outfits. Yeah. His yeah. wife designed outfits for him, and they didn't want to pay well, her for him. I'm sorry, man. It's funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> but now I gotta like count the the greatness oh, of Crocus so, after you so make him be Crapus. We still like Crapus. Okay, Crocus. I like Crocus. I don't give a shit about D. Snyder. He never ripped us off. So exactly. Wow, y'all really ruined the wrap up on that. <laughs> That's my oh, fault. I apologize. No, it all help. comes down to it at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if you you intimidated D. Schneider's wife. It's all about the music, right? It's all about rock and roll. There you all go. Right. Bust us out. What do you got for us, Chris? Which one? All right, regardless of anyone's wife, from 1983, from the Headhunter album, this is Crocus with Stan and Be Counted. Kick ass.
Influenced by ACDC? A little bit. No fucking doubt about it. You think? Jeez, wow. Built a whole career on it. Yeah, I, yep. I love Crocus. Crocus gets a, a bad rap, I think. They do. They're a good band. They deserve more recognition, I think, than they get. You know. They're really they're really big in their homeland of Switzerland. Yeah. I heard they can sell out, you know, reasonable seat venues in, in Switzerland and stuff like that. So I think they're pretty big outside of the States, obviously, but it's the kind of music that'll make you want to fight somebody inside of a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> Or inside of a forest. The hell forest do you come out with this it. stuff? <laughs> I, I remember when I was fighting three joke. midgets. Uh, yeah, if, you, if you don't understand the forest fire joke, then you've really listened. Right? Yeah, to that's, our show that's for a long time. That's a way callback to like an two old guys best fighting movie. in a forest fire. Let's cover their thirteen album. Was that what it was called thirteen? I think so. If yeah. I remember, yeah, it's we talked about that a long time ago. All right, so Aaron, you're up next. Okay, I got something special for you guys for this. You guys, <laughs> this, this is something you got to kind of see because I found this in a Goodwill. And when I show this to you, you're going to see what I mean. When I found this and I looked at it and it said Goodwill sticker on there, $2.99. And I saw the album cover and I said, holy shit, Bon Scott and Steve Clark have come back from the dead and started a band. Voodoo Piston. Voodoo Piston. $2.99 at Goodwill. That's right. Probably one of the best $2.99 I ever spent. I don't know jack nothing about this band, but like I said, the album cover, I mean, it's it's like black and white. It's negative, reversed photo of the band playing on stage, and it really does. It looks like Bon Scott and Stevie Clark from Def Leppard are on stage together, and I thought I saw that. And it does like, actually look like that. It's gotta be good, you know. And that was my first reaction. It was like, oh my god, they're back from the dead. I gotta, I gotta listen to it. I gotta take the chance to spend the money. And I don't know nothing about Voodoo Piston other than this album. It's really, really good. The whole thing's really good. Definitely got some ACDC influence to it. And I thought, you know, this is something I was saving for a Camaro's cutout bin. Because it fits the criteria. What's Camaro's cutout? Except, I've never heard of yeah, that. nobody Camaro's ever seems to do bin. a Camaro's cutout bin anymore. So today, four years overdue. The logo is cool. Yeah, today we're gonna bust it out. So for you guys to enjoy, I'm sure, most likely for the first time ever in your entire lives to ever get to hear it. This is Voodoo Piston with Keep On Rockin'. I'm headed.
you go, Voodoo Piston. There's something you aren't going to hear anywhere else. No, you win the deep, deep album cut, artist cut of the of the night. So far, I mean, Maybe. I think you guys still have a couple of bands that I've never heard of. Well, I know Chris also, has got one. Voodoo Piston also sounds like a uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out villain. Oh yeah, the Voodoo what? Piston. You can only you got to punch him in the belly so his pants fall down. Take a Piston Hondo. Oh yeah. I forget what you gotta I do to whoop him. What you That's before your time, him. Steve. You're too old. <laughs> You're too young to remember the Nintendo. You Jesus, remember Mike Tyson's Punch Out, don't you? Nah. No. No. Nah. What is that? <laughs> is it a game? That's because Video Steve game. was hanging out with Van Halen on the dark. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. You're talking about the video game. Right? Yeah. yeah. Vaguely. That's cool. I like it. Definitely, the whole album's worth checking out. So that, sweet. That that brings us if to the next subject. It. When are we doing another Camaro's cutout, Ben, so I can have a week off? Uh, I'll get, have you done I'll, one of those? I'll, I'll miss get, that episode. I'll get to work oh, it's on been that. years. It's it? legendary. It's it awesome. It was something. It was the beginning of a series, and we've never gone back and done it again. I mean, that was the thing with it was it, it was really cool. It turned out really good. I was really happy with the way it turned out. I took thirteen CDs that I did not spend more than two dollars on yeah. that I just found at various thrift stores and CD sales and. Said, you know, some of them are good, some of them are bad, but I'm going to, you know, showcase each one of them, give them a score on a certain criteria. It was a lot of fun to do, but it was a lot of work, and I haven't never so if you, tackled it again. If you never heard the first one, then you missed the song by King Missile called Detachable Penis. <laughs> yeah. I remember King Missile. I've heard yeah, of that. You ever heard Detachable yeah. Penis? I don't know that yeah, I've heard oh, that song. Oh, it no, you would remember if you'd heard it. Yeah, I don't think I have. Oh, it's yeah. a classic. So go back in the Detachable. archives, you guys, and check that out. And if you want me to do another one, I can maybe we need be to do another one, into it. Because I want a week off. Yeah, okay. It's just Aaron does all the work. <laughs> So all right. it's easy. Well, it's well fun. call me up, Aaron. I'll see what I can come up with. Okay. I got a lot. I got a lot of promos. This is yard sale right and Goodwill finds. Yeah. I used I to. I used to work a distributor, and every every Friday, uh, every Thursday or Friday, I would literally come home with a stack of CDs. Probably, I don't know, maybe like this you know yeah. two foot two foot stack of uh promo cds back in the days when they had promos right uh from the record distributor and i mean i discovered a lot of bands like that but a lot of the bands ended up in that goodwill cutout yeah, band yeah. uh you know you'd sell them for 50 cents or whatever whatever you you could you know i mean i got rid of a majority of my cds so how many cool bands did you let go for the price of a bean burrito who knows who knows? Because I probably didn't know at the time that I let them right. go. Beggars and Thieves. Yeah, that was one Beggars of them. and Thieves. I love that band. That's one of them. I just picked that. I don't CD know why like I remember that. I don't remember that. I think Tangiers was another one. Tangier. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that. I don't. You know, I don't even know why I can remember that, but I do. That's awesome. That's fucked up. <laughs> like up in the produce section. Right? Yeah. Next to the plantains. I got rid of a lot of my CDs. I got tired of I got tired of moving my CDs around. Oh man. All right. So your last pick was Airborne. So what do you got next? So next I've got another band that that has been around for a while. Um and probably a lot of the listeners have been uh have heard of them. Um but I wanted to hit them up. They've been around um I think they formed um, in the early 90s. I know they took a highest in 96, um, and uh, they added 
um, Brian Forsyth from Kicks to the guitar mix, and this is a band called Rhino Bucket. Nice, love it. Uh, very, very ACDC influenced, but also very consistent with their records. They've got a lot of records out, and they just put out a new record, right? They did, that's yeah. great. They literally just released it, like, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, I think, right. maybe. Um, and that record is fantastic as well, right along those same lines. But what I'm going to play today is one off of what actually I discovered the band from, which was a promo that was given to me in the early days uh, on their first uh, record off of uh, Reprise Records. Uh, And so I am going to play a song called One Night Stand uh, from the debut Rhino Bucket record.
some pretty good stuff from the right early nineties. Fuck it, love it. Yeah, you can check out the majority of their shit. They're another band that you it doesn't really matter necessarily where you start. I mean, I would suggest starting with the first record or Pain or or get used to it. Get used to it. it's probably their most most recognized record i mean if yeah. we want to say recognized they're not a very recognized band but that's too bad it's a shame too because they're a great band and more people should hear you know should have heard of this band and, and get into it we know luke carl's a big fan he mm-hmm. loves them yeah so you know if luke carl loves it steve loves it chris loves it i love it what more do you need to know? I don't know though. Luke likes Laws Rocket and shit like that, so I don't know if I want to talk. I bought that first Laws Rocket when I was growing up, man. All right, nice knowing you. I had the comic uh, book. I can't remember anything about that record, but I remember it had like a comic book uh, record cover. All I remember is when I was twelve, I thought they were called Lazy Rocket. Lazy Rocket, because it was Laws L L A Z with the two little thingies over there. Yeah, weird. But I remember, like they would, they stuck out like a sore thumb on uh, Headbangers Ball. So, all right, so, you're up. So yeah, I'm up now. And uh, when Steve brought up this idea, he was like, "Let's do bands influenced by ACDC. and I'm like, "Cool." So then I immediately start thinking bands that sound like ACDC. and uh, I find this band called Seventy Seven, and they're from Barcelona, Spain. Okay. And, we love uh, Barcelona. And they were um, they were listed on like a lot of websites of bands that sound like ACDC. Now let me go ahead and make no bones about this. This band sounds like ACDC. This band sounds premeditatingly like ACDC. <laughs> this, they were designed after ACDC. So are these guys like uh, these are what, carbon copies? Like what classic seventy eight is to Kiss. Pretty much. Yeah, cool. All right, then. This I'm is a song with. called Highway to Heaven. And <laughs> just like it. Michael Landon sang on that Giving the dog a treat. <laughs> Giving the dog a treat. <laughs> Giving the dog a treat. <laughs> this is called Back in Orange. <laughs> Back in Orange. Oh, that's the Donald Trump version. Um, no, this is, a, this is a direct steal of ACDC, although it's a, the song title is a Doors song title. Do we have to guess which song this is ripping off? Uh, no, it's not necessarily a direct ripoff of a song, but you'll be able to tell that ACDC is their main influence. This okay, is a, good. This is a band called 77 with a song called Backdoor Man. That's what she said.
anyway, so that was pretty on the nose. Yeah, I it mean, was. when I when I made that classic '78 <laughs> reference, man, that this is exactly kind of the same of that as that as. Oh, listen to the whole if, record. It's all. If somebody said, "Hey, listen to this. This is an unreleased ACDC song from 1977 or something," and you play that for me, I'd be like, "Wow, this is ACDC song I never heard before." Right. Yeah, I'd say, I would say a little bit influenced, yeah, for sure. But, you know, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's spot on the nose, but, I mean, it again, it comes down to whether or not, you know, the record's good, do you like it or not. I mean, as long as, like, I draw the line if a song sounds exactly like another song. If right. it's flat yeah, out like Airborne, plagiarism. Airborne is guilty of that in some cases, too. Where in a song cases, sounds exactly like another yeah, song. Maybe not exactly like another song, but, like, they're so influenced by ACDC and they're so unafraid to wear that influence on their sleeve. Much like this band, you know, if, if you go up to this band and say, oh man, you guys sound just like ACDC, they're not going to take offense to that. They're going to say, thank you. Thank you very much. You they know. might take offense. You don't know. These guys might be real assholes. I might be like, one direction. Why are you saying that? Yeah, ACDC, never heard of them. Uh, sure. No kidding. All right, so, so he went and then, uh, so he went with Rhino Bucket. I went, was 77. That's really so, good. So it's up to Aaron now. Okay, so I've been accused of cheating a little bit with this pick, but yeah. that's okay because... I totally said you were cheating. I know you did, but you that's... though you're allowed. But that's all right. That's <laughs> all right. Do you because, agree with me, don't you? Because mm. how can you not include Ugly Kid Joe on this list? When you talk about bands that were so influenced by ACDC, here's another band that wears it right on their sleeves, you know, whether it be the artwork for their albums or, you know... The, some of the titles for some of their songs, you know, and I look at one of my favorite tribute albums of all time, which is the uh, ACDC tribute Thunderbolt. That's a good and one. I mean, there's so many great artists on here. You want to talk about artists that were, you know, influenced by ACDC? I mean, you just got to take a look at this Sebastian Bach, Charlie Benante, you know, Phil Collins, uh, John Karabi, oh. not Collins, uh, you know. Tracy Guns, Scott Ian, Mark Kendall, Lemmy, you know, so many of these bands on here, these artists, Jakey e. Lee, Sean McNabb, Dave Menachetti, you know, you got to con- consider Y&T and that definitely, Jeff Pilson, Jack Russell, you know, Billy Sheehan, Dee Snyder, there's so many of these artists on this CD, but the cool thing about this CD is, you know, there's 12 tracks on it. Three of these tracks are Ugly Kid Joe. So if you get on an ACDC tribute once, that's pretty good. Get on there twice. Well, that's something. If you got three songs on an ACDC tribute album, then you deserve to be on this list. And, you know, I could play some Ugly Kid Joe songs that sort of remind me that are in that vein of ACDC because, like I said, they totally do wear it on their sleeve. And, yeah, I'm always looking for an excuse to play some ACDC. But I want you guys to check this one out. This is my friend Metal Mike and I. You guys know Metal Mike from DecibelGeek.com. He's one of our pr- premier... He's our, he's our Instagram guy. He's one of our premier photographers. He's always out there getting all the best pictures of the best bands. And he's also a huge Ugly Kid Joe fan. And we were discussing one day, what is your favorite ACDC cover song? And they've done a lot of cool covers. But 
something about Ugly Kid Joe when they break out the ACDC because you can feel that their heart is totally into it. But what I want you guys to do is not just enjoy this cover of ACDC's Live Wire by the awesome Ugly Kid Joe. I want you to listen to the guitar solo because they do something special with this where they blend in a few different ACDC songs into the guitar solo. So I want you to listen and see if you can pick out which songs are which. So from the Thunderbolt, ACDC tribute. It's Ugly Kid Joe right here on the Decibel Geek Podcast. They're worshiping ACDC with a little live wire.
haven't. I haven't had an excuse to play Ugly Kid Joe in a while, but thanks to you, Steve, I get to play Ugly Kid Joe on the show again. And there's uh, no denying that, you know, why do I love Ugly Kid Joe so much? People give me shit about it. Well, because they're influenced by ACDC. That's no doubt about that. They're influenced by Motorhead, Judas Priest, Ozzy, you know, all the best bands is what brings you Ugly Kid Joe. So what's not to love? So pretty much if we do a sounds like band, Ugly Kid Joe is going to be a part of it no matter what band we pick, yeah? Hmm. I like where you're going with this. I like it. I'm sure Ian Wadley from Rock and Metal Combat is thrilled. Good. Good. Uh, I'm glad I'm enriching lives. That was a good tune. Yeah? No worries. We appreciate any good rock and roll. Heck yeah. I love it. Good stuff. All right. So who do we have? Who is up next? Did Steve go before me? Um, I think I'm up next yeah, because up, because you're uh, up next, Steve. Yeah, Aaron took right the last. Okay, so this is your last your one. last pick of the day. Uh, holy shit, we're down to the end. Yeah, what do you got for your last pick? By God, I got another band that sounds like ACDC. Okay, really? great. <laughs> holy shit! What? So Ooh. far, this episode's been working. I That's like it. it. So, uh, I've got a band uh, that we're going to approach uh, called Dirty Looks. Uh, not a new band, a band that's been around the block a couple times. I'm sure the listeners are fairly familiar with Dirty Looks, um, but I'm going to try to select a record that came a little bit later in their career. I'm sure they're familiar with Cool uh, to the Wire, um, records like that, because they were a little bit popular uh, when they first hit the scene. band was formed in 84 in San Francisco. Um, by the Danish uh, lead singer and guitar player, Henrik. Um, but what I'm going to approach is a record that came out after they had already had a hiatus in 93, which was, of course, the height of grunge, uh, called Five Easy Pieces. Um, this record is really, really a good record. Um, so the band, the band broke up right after this record came out and, uh, the singer formed a band called Rumble Dog with Robin Crosby from Rat. No shit, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Good album. And they actually put, I think, one or two, uh, songs that showed up on, um, uh, Dirty Looks records at a later time. Uh, they put that on the on the Rumble Dog uh, um, album. Rumble Dog album's good. I've got the Rumble Dog album, but I, I think um, at the end of the day, I just as soon have a Dirty Looks record. Um, so this band is a band that's had uh, obviously um, they've had a, uh, a lot of issues along the way. The singer um, had uh, a liver failure, and so. Um, he died, I think in, um, in 2010, uh, the bass player was stabbed after a gig and killed outside of, uh, Holy say, shit. <laughs> out of a Florida bar. Tragedy. Yeah. Wow. So this band has been a musical chairs. I mean, they've had players in and out of this band. Are they but... still around? I don't know. That's a really good question because I don't know the truth about that. I don't know whether they're still putting out records or not. Um, so I don't honestly know. But, you know, the guy that formed the band, the lead singer, um, died of liver failure around 2010, 2011. So I don't know if they carried on or not. In true ACDC fashion. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of issues, right? Wow, yeah. 
but this record is a great record. Um, I love several songs off this record. The lead-off track is great, but I'm going to play a song called Five Easy Pieces, which is the title track off the record. too that's really awesome and i don't really know jack shit about dirty looks i mean i remember the name from back in the day but 
I'm going to have to check out some more of that. That's really good. Yeah, it's a good really band. Good. The first couple records, Cool to the Wire, and uh, their debut, I think uh, a little bit more ACDC influence than than Five Easy Pieces, but Five e- Easy Pieces is just a, a really good, solid record that came out in a period of time when grunge was happening, and uh, so it kind of got lost in the mix, and the band broke up right after, but uh, definitely worth checking out, so I would I would check out any of those records, but very cool. Awesome pick. Yep. Okay. So I have one more pick. This is one I have to give credit to rich Meister Dylan for getting me into. Oh Lord. We're never going to hear the end of that. (laughs) (laughs) Is this mic on? Oh shit. Oh wow. My bad, rich. All right. Well, rich, uh, is a big fan of the band, the four horsemen, which, um, came out in the, I think it was the late eighties. And, uh, yeah, 89. Came out from Hollywood. And uh, I didn't really know anything about this band until he uh, kind of brought them to my attention. And I think he had mentioned that he was wearing a t-shirt of this band's first album and mm. uh, on the Monsters of Rock cruise. And somebody had offered him like an insane amount of money for the t-shirt. But he didn't sell it. He didn't sell it. No. Is this a Metallica tribute? Or? That's no, what you would it. think by the name of it, but this, I Although think this Four predates Metallica. It's my favorite Metallica song, so that's a good aside. Um, the Four Horsemen is an American hard rock band who enjoyed a brief popularity in the late 80s and early 90s. Although I don't remember that brief popularity because no. I watched the hell out of Vince. They're not even Canadian? They're not Canadian. Wow. And um, they were formed in the late 80s by Walsh-born guitarist Haggis. A.K.A. Stephen Harris, who had been a member of Zodiac Mind Warp. Oh, I, I like that. I like that band. Yeah, and he too. was also the touring Prime bassist mover. for the Cult. Like them too. He formed the band in Hollywood, California, and uh, he decided to leave the Cult, switching from bass to rhythm guitar. And uh, their first release was the self-titled four-track EP in 1989, which was influenced by the sound of ACDC and Status Quo. Sounds See, like a winner. I said status the right way. Good job. As our friend Phil Shaw. You guys like that band? Yeah. You like Steve's yeah. status quo? For all the I, stuff I've I, heard, I've done. I don't know, man. I can't get into it. Oh, really? That's just me. Rick Parfit. I think it's a little bit too early for me. Is it? Maybe you're listening to the wrong stuff because there's different, different phases of that band. You got to get the... Uh, I'd say the mid to late '70s stuff. Yeah, you know, so that's 100 percent possible. The early '80s yeah. stuff is good too. Yeah, the 1982 album. Um, Even their stuff nowadays they've been coming out with is good. But to get back to the Four Horsemen in '91, they put out "Nobody Said It Was Easy," which has a great title track, and I could easily play that. But I'm trying not to play singles. So from the Four Horsemen in 1991, this is an ACDC inspired song called "Let It Rock."
definitely a big throwback. Yeah, yeah most definitely. <laughs> I guess being that it came out in 1991. Yeah, no one was interested in that in 91. And sounds like it was recorded in 78 and 79. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it fits comfortably into the 70s. I like that, man. I'm going to seek that out for sure. Yeah, and I think Rich had mentioned one of Rich's favorite stories to tell is he would wear a t-shirt on the Monsters of Rock cruise with that album cover on it and... Somebody has offered him like insane amounts of money. To oh, buy I've that, heard that to story. That I didn't know t-shirt. that was for this T-shirt. It was for that T-shirt, and he would not give it up. You guys are I, funny. I'll be surprised <laughs> if you can even find this record. Is it in print anywhere? I don't know. I'd have That's going to gonna be a maybe tough Maybe it's find. available through our Amazon link. Go to decibelgeek.com, check, click on the Amazon banner, and then go and buy your Absolutely. You Sorry. Gene Simmons taught me. Don't receive a lot, but receive a little, and every little bit helps it keep the show going. That's you true. know it. Wow. Nice. See, there you, you go, go fellas. You've done this before. You're welcome. Very cool. <laughs> All right. This, so this I'm, has been a lot of fun today. It's been a lot of fun. You guys are done. I got one more left. I mean, if you stop and think about it for a second and think, okay, these guys are all playing bands that are, you know, obviously influenced by ACDC and there's only one left. We haven't heard from the village people. I bet you, (laughs) other than the village people, maybe can probably guess who it is. But before we get into my final pick, Steve, man, I want to thank you for coming on the show with us. I want to thank you for supporting what we're doing and, you know, helping us support the Rock and Pod Expo, which we're all very excited about. We're hoping you're going to be able to drive back up and visit us for and hey man anytime's a good time for some acdc worship and i'm glad we got to do this today enjoyed it fellas anytime is a good time for rock and roll whether it's acdc or something else get out there and support live music and recorded music uh whatever your taste may be right Uh, and get out there to desk geeks website and check out the uh the variety of music that's out there uh read the reviews uh because i've got some good ones out there yeah. turn me on to some new music right yeah there's yeah. a writer named steve on there that's got some pretty interesting pretty good music. yeah i'm gonna check in and some of that that's all right straight awesome. out honest opinions right that's right on. Yeah, that's, that's, and like i said you know everybody including us you know where this starts from and then it goes to everybody that contributes at the website whether it's being you know whether it's for writing reviews or going to concerts and taking photographs or reviewing albums or all these things just like chris and i you guys do it because you love it and you love the music, you know, and every one of our writers is a tried and true rock fan. And so it's opinions that you can count on and people that you can believe in. So if you want to find out about the cutting edge of rock and roll in 2017, there's no better place to do that than at decibelgeek.com because let's face it, nowadays there's not a whole lot of people that are really covering this style of music, not the way we do it, you know, because we love it and we know you love it and these bands deserve it so of course as always every band we've played here today we want you to get out there and support them if they're still around get out there and see them live you know pick up a t-shirt while you're out there seeing them live you know support the rock and roll keep it alive go to amazon through our decibelgeek.com link you know click on that bad boy buy these bands buy these artists because you know what we're just trying to do our small part to keep rock and roll alive and i think we did a good job of that today talk about some bands we know introducing some new bands we may have never heard of before but hey if they're influenced by acdc it's got to be good and we got to hear a lot of good music today so i got one left any guesses abba no not abba 
Bee Gees. I'm talking about not just Australian bands, talking about a band that's truly influenced by ACDC, and I think it's probably one of the first bands that might pop into somebody's mind when you say, hey, think of a band that sounds like ACDC, that sounds like they're fans of ACDC. Nickelback. Manure. <laughs> All right, so clearly, for the first, Kick time, for the first time ever, okay. I'm the only one on this show that's not been drinking tonight. Lucky you. Yeah. So, to wrap things up today, here's a song that was actually co-written by Brian Johnson, who had worked with this band before. If you're talking about bands that were influenced by ACDC and wear it right out there on their sleeves, well, good God, you gotta talk about Jackal. Yeah, love this band. I've loved Jackal since the very beginning. You guys Jackal fans? I know, Chris, you dig Jackal, right? They're from the town that I used to live in. That's right. I know them. Rock roll, jackal me off. Rock me That's roll, right. Ah, uh, Jesse James Dupree. Gotta love it. Like I said, a song co-written by Brian Johnson. It's one of my favorite jackal songs. Came out in 2002 off the album Relentless. This is how we're gonna wrap it up today. A little ACDC worship with our friend Steve that came to hang out with us. Man, you gotta come back again. We gotta figure out a reason. Oh, I will be back, my friends. I find a reason. Awesome. Sounds good. So to wrap things up today on the Decibel Geek Podcast, this is the one and only Jackal with Kill the Sunshine. We'll see you next week. See ya. Later.
love it loud? Then plan to attend the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. One day event celebrating all things rock and roll. Over 20 rock podcasts from all over North America recording on site. Panel discussions with producers that have worked with Ozzy, Slayer, Kiss, Y&T, Seven Dust, Dokken, and more. Celebrity signings and meet and greets with current and former members of Cinderella, Winger, Tora Tora, Collective Soul, Taiketo, The Monkees, with more to be announced. All that and record dealers slinging some sweet vinyl. The Nashville Rockin' Pod Expo takes place Saturday, August 26th at the Music Valley Event Center. More information available at NashvilleRockinPodExpo.com as well as on Facebook. The Nashville Rockin' Pod Expo. Feast your ears. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.